We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Oh, we had the book of Haggai, chapter one. Yes. Can you play this clip for me, please? And the phase you've made rather a bad enemy of the wicked which of the west. The sooner you get out of ours altogether, the safer you sleep, my dear. Well, I'd give anything to get out of ours altogether. But which is the way back to Kansas? I can't go the way I came. No, that's true. The only person who might know would be the great and wonderful Wizard of Oz himself. Wizard of Oz? Is he good or is he wicked? Oh, very good, but very mysterious. He lives in the Emerald City, and that's a long journey from here. Did you bring your broomstick with you? No, I'm afraid I didn't. Well, then, you'll have to walk. The Munchkins will see you safe in the border of Munchkinland. And remember, never let those ruby slippers off your feet for a moment, or you will be at the mercy of the Wicked Witch of the West. But how do I start for Emerald City? It's always best to start at the beginning, and all you do is follow the yellow brick room. But what happens if I just follow the yellow brick room? good money for that little trot she did. If I see you do the trot, I'll give you good money for it. (laughs) Uh, Dorothy finds herself in a place that she doesn't want to be. Um, She's not exactly sure how she got there. Um, She's not sure how she wound up in that space, but what she does know is that somehow she's gotten lost and she is seemingly in a place where she does not desire to be. I wonder if I could just pause for a moment. Is there anybody in the room that's gotten stuck in a place where they don't desire to be? Stuck in a thought. 
stuck on a career path, stuck in a relationship, stuck in a situation, stuck in a season that you don't desire to be. What was interesting to me about um, Dorothy and Glenda, the Good Witches Exchange, was that the only offering that Glenda gave to Dorothy was to go see the Wizard of Oz in the Emerald City. So Dorothy was like, okay, that's cool. I can go see the Wizard of Oz. That's no problem. Um, but, but, but how do I get there? And Glenda says, well, baby, if you don't have your broom, your, you know, your broom to fly there, um, then you're going to have to follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. You have to follow the path to the place. If you want to get to the place, you first have to follow the path. She said, baby, I don't have any magic for you. I, 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 I'm not even going to say a prayer for you. I don't even have anything to give you. If you want to get yourself out of this stuck place, I'm telling you right now today that there is a path to the place where you desire to be. But the first thing that you have to do is follow the path. Somebody shall follow the path. Because there is a path that leads to the place of a healthy marriage. There's a path that leads to the place of a stable mind. There's a path that leads to the place of peace. There's a path that leads to the presence of God. There's a path that leads to a place that is outside of this season. But first thing that you have to do is commit yourself to follow the path. Somebody shout, follow the path. So here is, oh gosh, here is, I guess you, you would call it my thesis statement for the entire series. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Every path leads to a place and every direction has a destination. Say it with me. Every path leads to a place, and every direction has a destination. Every path leads to a place, and every direction has a destination. So now here's the, the hard truth, right? Because we got to get to that. Um, there is a path that you took or a direction that you went in that got you in the current position you're in today. I'll, I'll say it to this side because they didn't want to hear that. There is a path that you took or a direction that you've gone in that has gotten you in the current position that you're in today. And if you want to get out of that stuck place, you either have to choose a new path or change your direction. Y'all, I'm teaching so good today, I don't even know what to do with myself. You either have to choose a new path or change your direction. You have to choose a new path or change your direction. I love the text because the people of Israel had gotten in a stuck place. And what's, what I, what's so dope about God is that he gives them a remedy. And what he's doing is giving us a remedy today. So let's, let's turn to our text. What I've learned about life and I've learned about myself is that I first have to be honest about what got me into this place. We like to ignore the path that we've walked down as if we hadn't been walking down it for the past five years. We knew you was going to end up here five years ago. We knew that relationship wasn't going to work out from the first day, but it's just us. It's funny how you can see it on somebody else, right? It's funny, like, if they would just listen to me, but you can't see it for yourself. And the first thing that we have to do is to be honest. Somebody shout, be honest. Be honest. 
about how we got there. So watch, watch, watch. Watch the text. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to Haggai by the prophet Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, Now stop for one second. God says to his chosen people, This people. Typically, God says, My people. But when you start, when, when your kids start cutting up, you say, I don't know who child that is. I don't, I don't even know. God says, this people says, listen to what he says. He says, this people says, the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Now watch y'all, here it comes in verse 5, we got to keep working. Then the word of the Lord came to Haggai the prophet saying, is it time for you yourself to dwell in your paneled houses, in this temple to lie in ruins? Here's our work. Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. That's point number one. Consider your ways. <clears throat> After being held captive in Babylon for 70 years, God's people had now been back in Jerusalem somewhere between 16 and 18 years. The reason why that timeline is important um, is, is because at this point in the text, in, in the text we just read, um, it has been 14 years since they've done anything in regards to rebuilding God's temple. As soon as they arrived back in Jerusalem, they got to work and they started working and building God's temple and they quickly put together the foundation. And anyone who has ever built a house understands that the foundation is a milestone. You know, they bring you out and they want you to look at the, the foundation and oh, and we, you know, so, so Israel did the same thing. They had a party on the foundation, they worshiped and everything was going well. But ever since that time, they had done nothing. And they had good reason in their mind for not doing it. Well, it's, it's, it's too difficult. They spiritualize it. They say, well, if, it's, if the Lord may say it's not time for us to build. What do you mean the Lord said it's not time for you to build? Like they spiritualize it and they put it back on God. And they've done nothing in 14 years. And you have to understand why this was so important for Israel. Because the temple at that time was where God had decided that he would manifest himself among his people. It was his chosen place to manifest himself among his people. So God's glory would show up in the temple and God's presence was in the temple. And if, and if you were building the temple, then that meant that you were working your way back into the presence of God. But if you weren't building the temple, then you were doing something else. Somebody shout your way back. Shout your way back. They were, they were supposed to be building their way back into the presence of God because they had lost the temple. And God is standing here saying, hey, listen, you building your house and I'm standing out here homeless and you don't have a relationship with me. When was the last time you was in my presence? All of us start the year very spiritual. I'm getting, my, I'm getting myself right, girl. I'm putting it all back together. And for the first month, we do well. At church every single week. You even clap doing praise and worship. We get super spiritual. But somewhere along the way, we start to get challenges. Um, the car wouldn't start this, this Sunday, so I couldn't make it to church. 
and, 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 and I was going to give this week, but the money wasn't looking too right. And I was going to stand up, but my stomach really hurts. Sister. There's always something, there will always be a reason for you not to make your way into the presence of God. So God was saying to them, listen to me, you haven't made your way. You're not on a path into my presence, and you need to consider your ways. You ain't been in my presence all year long. You need to consider your ways. What God specifically says, or if, if you, you go back to the Hebrew and you, <clears throat> you work this out, God literally says, set your heart upon your path. Set your heart. In the Hebrew, the heart was the mind, how you think, how you process. And God was saying, I want you to process every step that you've taken to get yourself to this place. You're sitting here 14 years later and you haven't been in my presence. I want you to look at every step that you've taken and process everything that you've done and every path that you've gone down that's kept you out of my presence. Consider your ways. There's a path that many of us have taken that is far away from God. And God is saying in this moment, I want you to consider your ways. There is a path that pleases God. Oh, I don't want to get too far. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I've been going to preach my whole message in five minutes, and I don't want to do that. What I'm trying to, to, to get us to, to do specifically through this series is that we have a very bad habit of, of, of blaming the devil. And then on the other side of the coin, we blame God. And God is saying, it ain't the devil's fault, nor is it my fault. You need to consider your path. It, 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 listen to me. I want to bless you. Oh, gosh, y'all. I want to bless you. I want you to have more. I want, you, I want to do more than, than you can imagine. But you got to consider your ways. You got to consider your path. You got to consider the way that you think. How can I bless you and you think like that? I'm going to leave that one alone. That might be for next week. Somebody shall consider your ways. So watch what he does. Watch this. Let's go to verse 5. Are you getting anything so far? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> verse 5 says, Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have so much, and you bring in little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns a wage earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Watch him say it again, y'all. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Watch verse 6 or verse 8. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, says the Lord of hosts? Because my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you with... with Withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its fruit. For I called for a drought on the land and the mountains, on the grain and the new wine and all the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men, livestock, and all the labor of your hands. Somebody say, consider your ways. God doesn't typically repeat himself. In a matter of moments, he says twice, consider your ways. 
And the reason why, listen to me, the reason why God repeated himself and he was so adamant about saying this was because the path that you've chosen is a cursed path. You're not making your way back to me. And you're on a cursed path. And that's point number two, a cursed path. If you read throughout scripture, specifically Deuteronomy 28, if you read there, God works through a process of of saying that there are choices, there are paths, there are directions that lead to blessings. Conversely, there are choices, paths, decisions that lead to a curse. I want you to hear me today. You are walking on a cursed path. I want to tell you to touch your neighbor and say that because that would feel awkward. Um, But you're walking on a cursed path. I'll put it to you like this. It won't produce because of your path. I don't know if you heard it. It won't produce because of your path. It is not that the job you have in paying you enough money, you're just on the wrong path. It is not that he or she wasn't good enough for you and they couldn't meet your needs. You've just been on the wrong path. Many of us are, 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 are traversing the earth and we're walking around as if we all, gosh, let me tell you this. Listen to me. We try to get God to bless something he's already cursed. I've already determined that this is cursed and you're on a cursed path and you're saying, God, bless me. But please, don't, oh, God, can I go someplace else with this? Watch this, watch this, watch this. We often confuse or get misconstrued um, God's, God's grace and a blessing. You see, you're walking on a cursed path, and there's grace that's keeping you alive. That's not blessedness. Grace is keeping you. Grace is keeping you back. Grace is holding you. Grace is sustaining you. You're not blessed, though. Mm. There is a difference between grace. Grace is a blessing. But you're not blessed. Listen to me. When I'm blessed, God will throw up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing. I don't have room enough to receive. Oh, God, where did that come from? Because you're blessed. You're on the right path. Listen to me. God is saying that you were on a path that was leading to me, but then you chose a path that was all about you. And I don't bless that. You, you, you were on a path that led directly to me, but, but then you chose a path mid, you know, mid-year and decided it was going to be all about you, and I don't bless that. That's curse. But the problem we have is that we will spend the rest of the year asking ourselves, why don't I have enough? Why isn't she enough? Why isn't it enough? Why wasn't the promotion what I thought it was? It is because you're walking down a cursed path. Whenever you become the priority over God, that is a cursed path. The way you think leads down a cursed path. The way that you handle people leads down a cursed path. 
The way that you handle money leads down a cursed path. Watch this. Ooh, I'm about to mess y'all up. You are still God's people, still his covenant people. But if you do not tithe, your money's cursed. I'm going to say it one more time. If you do not tithe on a regular, consistent basis, this is what tithe looks like coming out of your bank account. Y'all snap at me. Tithe has a rhythm. Oh, gosh, I'm teaching y'all some good stuff. Tithe has a rhythm. Stop. But y'all sporadically give God a gift. And you keep wondering why the process or the principle does not work for you. God, I'm teaching so good. You're wondering why the the principle does not work for you. And God is saying you are strolling yourself down a curse path because you don't have a rhythm by the way you give me your money. Tithe is clockwork. Listen, tithe, my, my wife will freak out about the tithe. Did you pay the tithe? Did you pay the tithe? Did you pay the tithe? <laughs> Babe, calm down. We didn't even get paid yet. Listen to me, because it has to flow. Come on, on a rhythm. I'm teaching you something so good. Yeah, you gave last week. Keep snapping. You gave last week, but then you lost rhythm. You are walking yourself down a cursed path. Your money will never be enough because it is cursed. Preacher talking about people cursed. I'm not, I'm just telling you what scripture says. A lot of y'all don't even go to this church. Go to the church you go to and give tithe. I don't care. This is not about this church. It's about you. It is about your soul. It is about your happiness. Check this out. You will make it to heaven and be broke. You will make it to heaven and be miserable here on earth. Because you're walking down a cursed path. Yes, you're going to make it to heaven. You gave, you, you, you confess salvation. Yes, you're going to make it to heaven. For sure. You're living right. Yes, for sure. But there's a path that you can take that is cursed. There is a way that you can process information that is cursed. There is a way that you can engage in conversation with people that is cursed. God, y'all. I want us to, uh, today to consider our path. Consider your path. Many of us in this room have been walking on a cursed path and we don't even know it. And we keep asking ourselves, why is it not enough? Why is it not enough? This man is everything that I want in a man, but I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm fulfilled. This church is everything that I want in a church. But you know, he wearing, he, he wearing ones on, on stage and he preaching them, so I can't. Why is it not enough? I need you to ask yourself this question. Why is it not enough? What path are you on that is cheating you out of it producing for you? The only reason why it's not producing is because you're on the wrong path. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a part owner in a, in a company. <coughs> and um, we hired this gentleman to do a job. He's going to drive for us. And um, we, you know, we trained him. I think we trained him as best we knew how to train the guy. And um, his first day on the job, first day on by himself on the job, um, he's driving a vehicle that takes diesel. And he has to go get gas. Well, when he gets to the gas station, he puts gas inside of a diesel engine. So he calls me and he says, hey, I'm, um, I'm stuck on, on, the, on the 420, on the, 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 the 5, 528. I'm stuck on the 528. The, the car won't go. And I'm like, well, what's the problem? He says, well, I went to the, the gas station and I put gas in the, in the truck versus putting diesel in the truck. Well, here's the problem. A diesel engine will reject gas. It'll, it'll, it'll shut itself down because that was never meant for this. The path that you're walking on will never be blessed because that was never meant for this. Let's get this third point. Let's go to verse 8. <clears throat> he says, go up, into, go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. Go up to the mountains and, and, and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. Third and final point for today is the phrase, change your direction. Somebody shall change. Your direction. So after God informs his chosen people that they've chosen a curse path, what I love about God is that he gives us the remedy. He gives them the remedy. And he says, go up in the mountains. Retrieve some wood and start building my temple. And by them following this action, starting to rebuild the temple, would display to God that they were choosing a change in direction, and they were going to find their way back to God. Essentially, what he says to them is, is, is to repent. Repent simply means to change your mind. Somebody shout, change your mind. Listen to me. I'm talking to you. You need to change your mind about that. I'm just telling you right now, you need to change your mind about that. 
He says, listen to me. I want you to go up in a mountain, retrieve some wood, and I want you to start building my temple. I want you to repent. I want you to change your course. I want you to change your direction. And what I found out when I, when, I was, when I was studying this is that we make one big mistake when we think that we're changing our direction. We make one fatal mistake. When you think about the word repent, it means to turn from something and turn to something else. It doesn't mean to, 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 to just, just stop. It means to turn to something else. Jordan, give me some traveling music. Traveling music. No corny traveling music. Give me some good traveling music. Pressure. So listen, we got one, we, gonna, we, gonna, we got a, uh, a Cadillac Escalade ESV. And all of us going to get in it, okay? And we're going to go to, um, let's just say St. Augustine. You want to go to St. Augustine? I hear St. Augustine is beautiful during this time of year. Um, let's go to St. Augustine. Y'all going to get in the car with me and go to St. Augustine? Okay, make sure you put your seatbelt on. We're going to drive to St. Augustine. And, and we're, we're, we're in the car, and we've got our traveling music playing, and, and, and we're headed up to, to St. Augustine. And um, we're driving, and um, you know when you turn the music down, something's wrong, yes? And I'm going to pull over to the side of the road, and I, I turn around to you guys, my passengers, and I say, uh, looks like we're headed to the Keys right now. I know we said we was going to St. Augustine, and that was my heart's intent to go to St. Augustine, but somehow I got lost. We all got lost. And now we're headed to the Keys. So what we're going to do is just um, stop going the wrong direction. We're just going to sit here. Because as long as we stop going the wrong direction, we fixed it. Well, as, 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 as long as we don't continue to sit down the same path, we fixed it. Listen to me. There has to be a change in direction. There has to be a change in direction. Pastor Wanza, I, I started a year out and I stopped drinking. I stopped this. I stopped that. I stopped this. But what did you start doing? Watch me now. What did you turn to? Pastor Wanza, I stopped, you know, using profanity and this, that, and the other. Okay, but what did you start saying? Were you confessing the word of God over your life? What did you start saying? Oh, gosh. Well, Pastor Wanza, I'm determined this year to stop tearing my husband down. I hear you. But what did you start to affirm in him? I'm, Pastor Wanza, I, I promised myself this year I'm going to be a better parent and I'm, I'm going to start raising a child in the way that they should go so I'm going to stop doing the things that I was doing around them. Okay, but what are you going to start doing around them? Are you going to bring them to church? Are you going to, are you going to get them to the space? You have to start doing something. Repenting is always a change of direction, but you go to something. You go to God. Listen to me. God is calling us through this series. Oh, my God, this series is going to be so good. He is calling us to change our direction. 
God wants you to stop treating people that way. Your mouth has been reckless all of your life, and you just chalk it up to this is just who I am. No, 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 no. There has to be a change. Somebody shout a change. There has to be a change in direction. God is wanting, oh gosh, y'all, God is wanting more from his people this year. This year. But in order to give God more, I got to get on the right path. Stand to your feet. Is Mike in here? Mike? Where's Mike? Is he still on here? <clears throat> okay. So listen. Because I love the way that my wife prays, I just like to hear her voice. Um, I want her to pray for us. That God would give us the strength to pick the right path that we would be bold enough to change our direction and go back to him, find our way back to him. There is something about a person who's determined to stay on the path. It looked like something. When, there's a, when, you, when you see a person who is determined to stay on the path, it is something to behold. I want you to, to, to walk out of here today knowing that if you feel that you are stuck in a place, stuck in a place mentally, spiritually, financially, mentally, there is a path to the place where you want to be. There is a path. Tell your neighbor there's a path. Listen to me. I know it doesn't look like it. You might have to create your own path up out of there. But there is a path, and it leads to the place where you want to be. Let's pray. Father, humbly we come before you right now. God, desiring to live in obedience to the word that you just gave. God, I ask, God, that right now, God, as you shine the light on even the dark places in our lives, God, I ask, God, that you give us the strength to choose. God, help us to recognize moments of decision. God, we've entertained appetites for things that don't look like you, things that have beckoned us off of the path that you called us to. God, and we recognize that some of these things weren't because we were tricked. God, we recognize that some of these are choices that we've made. God, we've wandered so far in some areas that we don't know how to get back. But I thank you that you're a God that rescues Father, I ask, God, that you would come in, tear down the walls that we've built, tear up the road that we built that has gotten us to the destination that we are at, God, God, and give us the strength to change direction. Father, God, let us lose our appetite for the things that are not like you. God, let our ears not be inclined to hear the things that are off your script. 
But God, teach us how to hear your voice and walk in your instruction, God. God, we recognize that because we are choosing to turn away from certain things, God, God, you have to give us the community to be able to foster what you planted. I ask God now that you would send people, atmospheres, opportunities, God, that look like you, that can water what you planted. Father, that we would grow in the right direction. Father, we ask for forgiveness now for every time that you called us and we said no. God, for every time that you reached and we turned away. God, we ask that you forgive us for it now, God, because you forgive completely. And God, because you're a God that forgives completely, the enemy won't get to be able to use our bad decision against us. We silence the voice of condemnation right now in the name of Jesus. We own the fact that we did it wrong, and we thank you, God, for the opportunity to do it right. God, we will use the mistake as our testimony. God, let us walk as testimonies that you are God that loves anyway. God, we thank you for paths of victory. Now, God, I ask God that you teach us how to walk in light. For some of us, we've been so comfortable in darkness, we don't know how to walk in the light. So, God, I ask God that you would strengthen us, that you would gird us, God, to walk in who you called us to be. I speak now to each and every person under the sound of my voice. God, that has to go back to an atmosphere that does not line up with what you called us to be. Strengthen now in the name of Jesus. God, give us a holy boldness and fire to burn for you even in places where it is not welcome. God, to choose you even if we have to do it all alone. God, I ask God that you will whisper in their spirits, remind them of this moment that they have a community of believers that have their back in their decision to serve you. That even when picking you is unfavorable, God, give them the strength to pick you anyway. That we won't get beckoned off of our path, but God, we will walk in the fullness of who you called us to be. God, I thank you. I thank you for the testimonies that will come forth because of the word that you have given today. God, I thank you. God, I praise you. God, I honor you. And I count these things as already being done in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.